Welcome to the Home Loan NBA, the show that demystifies the home financing process for all, whether you are buying your first home or are a seasoned investor. This is for you. I am your host, Ivan Aragon. This podcast is for informational and illustrative purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation for a mortgage loan or any other service. It is not legal or financial advice, even though the host is a licensed mortgage loan originator. Welcome to the Home Loan MBA, where we demystify the home loan process. I'm your host, Ivan Aragon. And today we're going to bring up a subject that uh, you hear about a lot and that you may not even know is that for me. And the question is, is that 15-year mortgage for me? You hear people saving this great amount of money and is it for me? Would it work in my situation? Well, today we'll talk about that. Is that 15-year mortgage for you? Now, I'm going to use that 15-year term as an example, but the principles and the things that we'll talk about today apply when you're considering two different options in the, in mortgage terms. That could be a 30-year, a 20-year, a 15-year, a 10-year, or in like the case of uh, my company where we can do an 11-year, a 8-year uh, mortgage, a 17-year mortgage where we could uh, make it specific to you. But regardless, you're going to be comparing two things. So we're just going to use a 15 years as the example today because that's what most people hear about. Of course, one of the main differences between these mortgages between a 30 and a 15 is how, how long it takes you to pay down, right? You're going to be owing, owning your house a lot faster with a 15-year mortgage because you're going to be paying it down a lot quicker. Uh, so 15 years quicker. Uh, another difference here is your monthly payment. Because you're going to be paying down the house a lot quicker, your monthly payment, all things being equal, will be a little bit higher. And then your total interest paid will be less. And in the cases of if you're comparing strictly between a 30 and a 15, 15-year mortgage rates tend to be a little bit lower. So let's get down around to the details here of what these differences are. So one of the first things that I mentioned was that monthly payment. So let's go on to what a monthly payment is between a 30-year and a 15-year mortgage. So for illustration today, let's say you're going to get a $300,000 loan. The 30-year mortgage offers you a rate of 3.5%, and the 15-year mortgage offers you a rate of 3%. This is just to to show some illustration points here today. So that 3.5% on the 30-year, your monthly payment, principal and interest only, comes out to about thirteen forty-seven on the three percent on the on on the fifteen year. It comes it comes out to two thousand seventy-one. But let's say so that that rough about difference of a little bit over seven hundred dollars. Let's say the rates were exactly the same, so you could see the difference here. Let's say both were three and a half percent. Well, now. Again, that 30 years is 1347, and that 15 year is 2144. So that's a close to an $800 difference between the two. Same loan amount, same rate. The only difference is the term. One is 30, one is 15. So if you were to keep the same loan amount, the same rate, 
And now, as you go into the total interest paid over the life of the loan on the 360 months, which is a 30-year, you would be paying close to $485,000 total. That obviously includes the $300,000 in principal that you borrowed. On a 15-year, on a you'd be paying about $386,000, which means you're saving close to $99,000 uh, in savings just of interest just by going and paying that extra $800 a month. Now, one of the major things that is not included in this amount is the stress amount of knowing that in 15 years you paid off your mortgage. You have 15 years less of payments and 15 years less of worry of making that mortgage payment. So just in that interest, you're saving $99,000. And these are real numbers. This is not something that um, throwing out there uh, for you to think about. And these are real numbers that happen to real people every day. So now let's go back to that example that I started with, with the different rates. We're looking at that $300,000. Now the 30 year has a three and a half, right? And the 15 year has a 3%. Well, now those interest rate savings jump from the 99,000 to $112,000. That's a major, that's a major $13,000 difference just because of a rate difference. Now, again, this is keeping things equal. This is just saying that you have a $300,000 loan and you're choosing between a 15 year and a 30 year. Now, these numbers seem amazing and they seem great. Why is doesn't everybody do it? Well, the first factor here is qualification. Not everybody qualifies for that higher payment. Now, if you're purchasing a home, getting a 30-year mortgage will give you more buying power if all things being equal. If you remember in our in a prior in a prior episode, we talked about debt to income ratio. And when we're talking about this debt to income ratio, it's important to know that that is different for everybody. You may be in the situation where debt to income ratio is not something you have you have to worry about because your your gross income is okay and your cash flow is is okay. So you have the ability to choose between the thirty and the fifteen. Some people don't have that ability because of what they want to purchase. Uh, their debt-to-income ratio is stretched, and they have to go for the with the thirty-year. They couldn't afford, on at least on paper, the extra payments that uh, that a fifteen-year would produce. Now, other people decide not to do a fifteen-year or a lower term uh, than a thirty-year simply because they want to use that money for other expenses. So they may be able to qualify for both, but they want to keep themselves the option that that extra money uh, would go to other expenses. Maybe they have other healthcare expenses that they may be expecting in the future. Maybe they have some investments they want to be making. Uh, it's it's an opportunity cost of what else can you do with that cash flow, and that that leaves many with making that decision. Now, at the same time, uh, other uh, people do not want to make the commitment to that higher payment for 15 years. Maybe they they want to keep more in savings just in case for a rainy day. They want to put that uh, extra money away just to, if something were to happen, they have one to two years to three years of savings so that they can keep the roof over their heads instead of making that extra commitment. 
these, as you can see, why doesn't everybody do it? It really comes down to personal preference and to your own situation. There's no one prescription that would help everybody here. It's really, it depends to your situation and what your personal goals are. The best example here is to not keep up with the Joneses. Keep it to yourself. You know your situation. You know your cash flow situation. You know what's important for you. And so if you want to pay off debt quicker, maybe the 15-year is. If you can't commit to that uh, that amount, even though you qualify on paper, because you want to maybe make some improvements to your home, that's fine too. The important thing is that you need to look into what works best for you. Now, when is it like that optimal time that it works for you? Obviously, if you qualify, that works for you. But most importantly is you have to be comfortable making that new payment. And and sometimes that new payment may be what, what you're already paying for your housing. In the case of a refinance, let's look at a couple examples. If you're making a rate and term refinance, and all things being equal, uh, let's say you you got a loan five years ago for about three hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Today you'll owe about those same those about three hundred thousand dollars. So that means that you would have uh, twenty-five years left of payments on that home. So that initial loan amount, let's say you got that at three and a half percent five years ago, your principal and interest on that is about close to fifteen hundred dollars. If you get, if now you're considering, okay, do I refinance into a 15 year? Does it work? Let's say you're getting, let's say you're getting an offer of 3%. Uh, now, and the rates are, are fluctuating as, as, as of this recording, and you may be listening to this years down the line, and rates may be higher, rates may be lower. Uh, if you're listening to this right away when it comes out, rates are probably much lower. But these are just for illustration. So, uh, you have 300 payments left, which is 25 years. At that $1,500, is close to $450,000 that you have to pay. Without making any changes, uh, you pay $450,000. Now, let's say the same $300,000 you're going to be paying uh, on, on a 15-year at, at 3%. Well, now instead of making a payment of $450,000, you make $373,000 worth of payments in the next uh, 15 years. So in the next 15 years, you would save about $76,000. Now, closing costs and other things are, are to be taken into account in your own particular situation and in your own particular um, place of living because there are going to be taxes associated with making this transaction. But just in general sense, your closing costs, you know, are not going to be $76,000, correct? So you're going to be saving money just by refinancing into a lower uh, into a lower rate. And you're going to be paying it off a lot faster uh, from 25 years to 15 years. So that's 10 years worth of not making that payment. Obviously, your payment will change. Now, let's look at another example. Now, this this could be one that is applicable to many different situations, which is what I call a, a debt consolidation loan, when you're gonna refinance into debt consolidation. Now, most of the time when we talk about debt consolidation, when people do debt, debt consolidations, they're going from a 30-year to a 30-year. They're not changing the term. And, and it's just because people focus so much on that monthly payment. Now, 
if you have any experience, right, uh, you don't go into a car dealership just talking about your monthly payment. You want to know the whole thing when you're buying a car. The same thing we're getting the refinance. Don't just look at the monthly payment. Look at everything. Look at how much you're going to be paying in total interest and if it's going to work out for you in consolidating your debt. So let's say, for example, you owe $20,000 in credit cards. Now, nobody else knows that you owe $20,000 in credit cards, but you know you and I, as your mortgage person, we know that's what comes up on the credit report, and I'm going to help you, and we're going to keep that confidential. So that that's $20,000 of credit cards. You owe uh, a monthly payment of $750. Using the same example before, your principal and interest on that home that you bought five years ago, that's about $1,500. So you're paying about $2,250 in monthly payments on $20,000 of credit cards plus your mortgage. So let's say you roll it all in, and now your new loan's about $320,000. Again, this is just an illustration. So, But because now you're going to drop your interest rate to that 3%, your monthly payment is $2,200 on a 15-year mortgage. So not only are you saving 10 years on your mortgage, your payments actually dropped a little bit total monthly. And let's say, and I'm being super conservative here, that your credit card would only take 10 years of those minimum payments to be paid off. And if you've really looked at your credit card statement, you know I'm being super conservative on that minimum of 10 years. Most of them say about 20 to 30. Now, let's say it's just 10 years of that, 750. Well, 10 years of that comes out to $90,000. So again, your 25 years left on your mortgage is about 450. 10 years on your credit cards is about 90,000. In total, you would be having paying over the next, uh, you know, total paying off your debt about 540,000. If you were to have refinanced it into that lower rate in that 15 year, you would be paying only about $400,000 in the next 15 years. That's a savings of $140,000. And that, my friends, is how it works. And the key to that is to not get back in that credit credit card debt so you're not back again talking to me in three years with another $20,000. But that's a, that's a talk for a different time. <laughs> but today, this is a talk, right? You could save money, and then you could put this away. That's where that 15-year would work for you. And it would be just something perfect where you're you're already comfortable making that those $22.50 a month and those minimum payments. Well, now you're just comfortable making one payment instead of making it to multiple credit cards. Now, that credit card amount of $20,750, you could plug in and, and, and change that to any type of debt that you may have. It could be medical debt. It could be anything. And, and work with the numbers to see if they work for you to see if it's something that's beneficial to you and taking advantage of the low interest rates that are in the market today. A good example of that as well is those of you that have student loans and have a great amount of equity on your home. Uh, there's a special program where you could get uh, a refinance and putting your student loans in uh, at a little bit cheaper rate than the regular cash out refinance. And then um, you'll be saving again on interest. And if, um, you know, if you're any like my, like myself and my classmates in the MBA programs, your student loan, that is not um, small. And so it is something that you could put in. 
uh, and put it into your mortgage and save interest there as well. Whereas student loan rates are probably much higher than those uh, those interest rates. Now, those are things that you have to discuss and 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 know what uh, the side effects are of putting your student loans in, and uh, if they're federal loans, that you may lose some things on there. Uh, but it's something to consider. You want to get out of debt, and you have equity in your home, you could refinance. Now, if you're buying a home for the first time and you're wanting to buy something super affordable, and you live in an area where you can do so, maybe you consider making that for that that first mortgage, your 15-year mortgage. Now, again, and it works for you if you can commit to that big to that big payment, uh, bigger payment from the 30-year, and go right for it. Now, situations are different, as I explained. And even in the last few minutes, I've discussed a, a ton of different situations with those debt consolidation examples of where it would work for some people. So again, is there one prescription for everyone? No. But the prescription is to talk to somebody and to really get to know your own situation and not be completely biased based on what you hear your friends did. Really do your own research and really sit down with somebody to talk about how the numbers would work uh, and how your monthly savings and your overall interest savings would work. Uh, in some cases, you would see that, hey, I'm comfortable making my, my current payment. Why would I need to refinance? Well, if you're comfortable making your current payment and you refinance into a lower term and your payment is the same, well, you just save some years off. Or you may be able to use the, the difference between lower payments into investing uh, in, into other ways to get closer to retirement to uh, maybe create some wealth as well, not just in your home equity. So that's where it's important. Talk to somebody. At the end of the day, is that 15-year mortgage right for me? Well, it depends. But it is something that it would save you a ton of money compared to that 30-year mortgage. So if you're in Arizona or California, feel free to contact me uh, and we could discuss this in, for your specific case. Uh, if you're not in any, any of those states, uh, I could connect you to somebody that could, that could talk to you specifically about your situation. So my friends, follow me on Instagram at Home Loan MBA or feel free to call at 602-806-8126. And thank you for listening today. And hopefully that 15-year or lower term is right for you. The opinions given here are of the respective host and guest. They are general in nature and do not constitute specific advice. The host, Ivan Aragon, is an employee of P1 Home Loans NMLS 1857499 which has a mortgage broker license in Arizona of 1002194 and a California Finance Lenders Law license of 60DBO117389. The host, Ivan Aragon, is a licensed loan originator in the state of Arizona with NMLS ID 1468842 and an originator license of 1003203 and additionally has his California DBO and MLO license number CA-DBO1468842.